You've tuned into The Dr. Lowe Show with naturopathic doctor, Dr. Lauren Noel, where you hear the best in natural medicine, nutrition, and mindset from the world's top doctors, authors, influencers, and Dr. Lowe herself. Trying just to pop a pill for a symptom? You've got the wrong exit. Seeking doable ways to live a happier, healthier life and have fun doing it? Welcome to The Dr. Lowe Show. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Dr. Lauren Noel, aka Dr. Lowe. So good to have you. We are rolling into December of the wildest year ever, 2020. Oh my goodness, who would have even imagined, right? (laughs) But yeah, we are getting through it. We're almost at the end. Good job, y'all. I am sending you love and holiday cheer. I think I'm going to start busting out some Christmas music. I could use some Christmas music. Just wrapped up a long day of doing patient calls, and it was a good day. Hey, if you have been listening to the show and you want to get some testing done, if you just feel like you need to get your health back, I would be so happy to work with you. The way that it works is we do our intake over the phone. That's if you're not local. If you are local, I see patients here in San Diego at Shine Natural Medicine, And so, yeah, if you're not local, we do the appointment over the phone. It takes about an hour for the intake. And then from there, depending on what it is that you are feeling and what your goals are, we'll run some labs, which usually looks at things like your blood sugar. We look at your immune system, a full thyroid panel. We check your cholesterol and heart disease risk and vitamin D and iron. We check your immune system to see if there's any clues of infection. And then I always run deficiencies on my patients because everybody's always so different And, you know, you can't always trust your symptoms and then go from there. You have to really look and see what's causing your symptoms, right? Because there's always different causes for what it is that we're feeling. And so that test looks at all your vitamin and mineral levels and antioxidants. And then I love checking for things like leaky gut. I check for food sensitivities like gluten or dairy and other foods. And then depending on what other symptoms you're dealing with, we may do some hormone testing and adrenal testing. And also sometimes we do stool testing, which looks at things like parasites or bacteria infections or candida. And I'm telling you guys, there are, it's just amazing when a patient's light bulbs go off. It's like, finally, there's answers for what I'm actually feeling. And it's just so common. Like I had two patients today that both said, that the last appointment they had with their primary care doctor, the doctor said that they thought they were crazy. And it's just so sad. It's heartbreaking, you know, because you need a doctor that's going to, number one, believe you, and also, number two, respect your position. Because I always tell my patients they know their bodies best, um, but I'm just trained in all this stuff that can help to guide them, but ultimately they are their own best doctor. So if you've been feeling like you need some support with your health, I'd love to work with you. So best way to set that up is to go over to shinenaturalmedicine.com. You can reach out to us and then we will get you scheduled. All right. Before I start the show, I just wanted to say that the audio quality of this show at a couple different parts was a little choppy. Um, I don't think we had the best connection, internet connection, but I do think that you're still able to hear it really well. And I think the content of the show was definitely worth releasing and you'll get a lot out of it because most of us are sitting on our butts most of the days, so we can all relate to this topic. So with that said, let's jump into the show, and I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. We have a new guest joining us. I'm very excited, especially about this topic. I mean, every single person listening can completely relate to this topic. I think it's going to help all of you and myself included as I'm sitting here with awful posture and hunched over. So (laughs) I'm definitely going to uh, have to implement these tips that we'll be learning today. So we have Dr. Mitchell Kirshner on the show. He's also a naturopathic doctor. Yay. Love having the NDs on the show. He has been in the health field since 1987. He started the studies in the field of nutrition 
and received his doctorate from naturopathic college from the naturopathic college in portland oregon which i went there as well back in 1996 he was in private practice in northern new mexico for 10 years and during that time he was also an adjunct faculty member in the science and nursing department at New Mexico University. And he, in 2010, he attended a culinary school in Fort Lauderdale and received a diploma in culinary arts. And in 2013, started a business, The Healthy Chef Doctor, which is dedicated to holistic health and wellness education via guest lecturing in the area of nutrition, food, lifestyle education. And he's also an author. His book is soon to be released. We'll be talking all about that, which is Working from Home, Mastering the Art of Sitting at Your Computer. And yeah, Dr. Kirshner, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's so good to have you. Well, thank you, Dr. Lowe. I very much appreciate being here and help spread this word because we certainly see what's happening in the world. It's crazy. I, I live with my brother and when I see him hunched over looking at his phone, I'm like, hey, tech neck. Tech neck. <laughs> but I also need him saying it to me. He's a little less rude than me and he lets me live and let live, right? But I know that I do the same thing too. And we're on our devices so much more than we realize, right? I mean, so, so yeah, I think this is a, a really good topic um, for everyone listening. But before we jump into the meat of the show, I'd love to know just a little bit more about you. So, you know, what had you become a doctor? And then also, why, are, why is this something that you decided to write about? Well, great. Uh, well, I'm a native Floridian. I, you know, I lived here until I actually went out to school in Portland, Oregon. And while I was here, I had become a personal trainer, mm -hmm. a massage therapist, and I had started taking courses, vegetarian course studies at the community college. And somewhere in there, Dr. Lowe, I said, God, there's got to be something that can combine all these things. I love the exercise. I love the activity. I love the food, you know, how, and the massage, the you know, touching the body and recognizing the healing that happens there. I was, there had to be something that connected that. So I was at one of the health food stores way back then <laughs> and going through and picked up one of those delicious magazines. Yeah. And in there, little article, it must have been like two inches by three inches. But, you know, they say small but mighty yeah. because so I read it and it described naturopathic medicine. Of course, I had never heard of it and I just looked more into it. And every step I took was like, oh, this is it. This yeah. is it. I don't know what it is, but this is it. That's awesome. So I just picked up and moved across the country after completing a few, you know, base courses here yeah. and went out to Portland and did my studies. I remember I walked in, I went to both schools, the one in Seattle we only okay. have the two. And I walked through to school and I said, oh, this is close, but this isn't it. I, yep. I don't know why. It's so funny. Same thing for me. I was like, it doesn't feel totally right, but it's close. <laughs> then I went down to the one in Portland and not, walked in the front door. I don't know if you remember back then, we were in a little grade school. That's yeah. where our, our university was. And that was okay, but it felt like home. And then yeah. I walked out to the herb garden mm. and I thought, this is it. I'm home. Did you love school? I loved every second. I really do. Most every, uh, I got a little story I can tell you about that. But <laughs> so I, I completed that because it was, it enabled me to combine the massage background, the personal trainer background. I was working out quite a bit myself and, and the nutrition. And, I, and that to me was the piece of resistance was just to combine those elements and put it all into one category called naturopathic medicine. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Then in my practice, yeah, I mean, it was every, every step of the way. I just kept noticing that, you know, people were doing little bits of this and a little, like, I remember when I told my family what I was going to do, mm -hmm. why don't you go to chiropractic school? Or, you know, I, I, I even heard of acupuncture, but what is this nature? What, what is right. that stuff? Yeah. What is this? So yeah. I said, well, me, you know, I can appreciate chiropractic. I can very much appreciate ac acupuncture and, you know, traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine. But to me, they were all beautiful pieces of the pie. And I was like, I want the whole pie. Yeah, totally. So I love that. I walked in and I said, sign me up. I'm in no matter what. Mm -hmm. So that's how it started. And then um, about three years into it, um, I began to recognize, oh my God, am I so in the right place, but I had to pay more attention to my classes. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, um, it's, you know, yeah. they say there's nothing naturopathic about naturopathic school, right? It's not easy. It's, it's a big challenge. 
Yeah, a lot of people have decided to become NDs from this show too. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, we need more of us. Well, just for our listeners, I want to clarify that I am what's referred to as a vitalist, vitalistic mm -hmm. naturopathic doctor. Mm -hmm. Can you define that? For those that don't know what that means, the easiest way I can describe it is a naturopathic doctor may determine that you need vitamin D. So they're going to prescribe it and tell you how many capsules to take. Yeah. My first recommendation is to go sit outside three days a week for 20 minutes and sit in the, in the sunshine and the fresh air. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's, you know, there's something to be said about people say, well, what about skin cancer? I said, no, I'm not asking you to go outside and spend six hours a day. I'm asking you to go outside for 20 minutes a day or yeah. several times a week. It's amazing. You know, and that's, to me, that's the difference. If I can get someone to sleep through the night by wearing cold, wet socks, mm. I'm going to take that route as opposed to trying to prescribe something. Yeah. I'm not opposed to prescribing something if necessary, but I, I can't tell you how many times I've given the wet sock treatment to people and have them come back to me going, I slept through the night. I can't believe it. Yeah, I know. It's wild. You, you definitely have to talk people into it. Well, you've been in practice for a long time now, so I'm sure you've seen that sometimes the simplest, most natural, you know, non-invasive therapies are actually what do the most <laughs> magic, right? True. Yeah. So what brings me to why I wrote this book, because again, being of the mindset, by the way, you're familiar with the six principles of naturopathic medicine? Yeah, but you can review it for people. Well, like with most medicines, first do no harm. Then second principle treat the whole person. Third is treat the cause. Fourth is with the healing power of nature. And, and sixth is the idea, uh, sorry, fifth is the teacher and doctor is teacher. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm really one to educate my patients when I was seeing patients. Now I'm, I'm not, but that's another story. Teach them, get them involved. The more that they know, the more they're willing to get involved instead of just being told, go eat this, go take this pill, go change your diet, go change your lifestyle, whatever. There's no connection. So I really believe in educating the people we're working with. And then the sixth principle is prevention. Mm -hmm. you know, and we've heard the saying, prevention is worth a, a pound of cure. Yeah, yeah. Right? So the plus one that I've included, which is personal responsibility. Mm, so important. And look, it, it's our job as naturopathic doctors to give our patients the best tools and skills and opportunities and guidance and direction, but it's up to them to do it. Yeah. I can't be there with you every meal you consume. I can't be there with you when I've asked you to not bring your laptop to bed with you at night so that you're not looking at that before you go to sleep. See, yeah. I can't do that and be there. All I can do is make the recommendations. It's your responsibility to follow through, to figure out. Now, the other thing I'll tell you just before we shift here, to me, the best doctor in the room is the individual. Because mm -hmm. who's going to know their body better than them? Who's going to know what really works better than them? 100%. We need those reminders. Absolutely. Yep. So, you know, and I'm, I'm also one, you know, where I practice what I preach. Mm -hmm. about 90% of the time. Yeah. Well, that other 10% is your human. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm living in this society, you know, like I had Thanksgiving meal last week and I actually did pretty good except when we got to pecan pie. <laughs> There's that 10%. <laughs> there was the 10% all rolled in one, one plate. It, it's right. It's a little balance. And you know, it's one of those when I'm doing the 90%, my body says, thank you. When I do the 10%, it says, oh, what was that? Right. Yeah. So then I, I'm led to, while sitting here, because, you know, I've been working from home for the last couple, for the last few years, I've written, I've actually written four books. One's a children's book, the two that are coming out, one that just came out, one that's coming out, and one that I'm still working on. But I want to know I about sitting, your, your children's book. Tell me about that. Well, it's, it's gone through a little metamorphosis. Um, I kind of released it to my co-author and she's now running with it. So it gave me the time to, to devote to this and she's yeah. doing that, but it's, it's called Tooth Ahoy, Pirate Pete's Voyage to Healthy Teeth. I love it. I have to get that for my son. That's awesome. It was, it was based on the premise of 
the pirate theme, teaching that, you know, based on our standard American diet or the standard pirate diet, right, it's really bad. And so their health was bad, their teeth were bad, and one of the teeth jumped out of the pirate Pete's mouth <laughs> and said, I'm not getting back in that mouth till you learn to take better care of it. That's awesome. So Pete and his crew went on a journey and they traveled the seven seas. There's a little bit of an irony there. The seven seas. Yeah. Cookies, cake, candy, cereal, cola, what the other ones are. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so they did that. And anyway, as a result, the whole concept of the book was to get kids to become familiar with the, the wonders of eating fruits and vegetables, especially if they're good. Yeah. Right? Do you remember like biting into a really good peach? Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't need a candy bar. If you eat a peach that has been nurtured well, grown to full maturity, and is at the height of its, um, its peakness. Yeah. I'm telling you, you bite into one of those, you're like, who needs cake? Uh-huh. I, I don't, I don't I agree. I'd, I'd much rather have that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, I think that's one of the big things seen over time, which again, I've mentioned just a brief in the book is talks about the evolution of our species, the evolution of humans, where some people say, I don't like water. I'm like, well, what kind of water are you drinking? Right. Right. Where are you getting it from? Because you might not like the flavor of it or the taste of it because you might be getting it from a bad source. It's not water. If you ate, if you drank really good, clean, fresh water, I, I don't know if I've really any, ever heard of anybody that didn't like it. Right. Yep. Oh yeah. There's a difference. Absolutely. So what led me to the book was our sixth principle, the plus one, you know, prevention and being responsible. Mm-hmm. And what I began to realize was, you know, sitting at the desk with your hands on a. If you think about this, have you heard of the term ergonomics? Yes. So for those listeners who might not have ergonomic are where tools or things like kitchen gadgets or uh, um, those who are in the apprentice shops or those who are in carpentry, certain tools like keyboards are designed to match your body's natural way of being. Keyboards that are straight force your wrist to turn out and the way that they're positioned forces them in a bit of a bend. So by having it in that position for hours, you're putting this pressure on the carpal tunnel. Mm. If you think, if you, if you look this up, there's what's called the anatomical position. You're standing up, your feet are about shoulder width your part. Your hands are just hanging down by your sides with your palms forward. That's what's considered the anatomical position. Now, if you keep that position in your arms and just bend at the elbows and then just turn your arms over, you'll see that your hands are not laying out on a keyboard normally or naturally. Right. You, you have to bend them. Naturally, they want to be curved in, almost inward. Mm-hmm. Well, an ergonomic keyboard allows the hands to be placed that way. So you want your wrist basically to be able to stay straight, not, you know, not fanned out. Yeah. Not fanned out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That makes sense. So, and that's why there's some keyboards that look like that. You know, some of them look so silly, but that's. And that's why they're even putting that padding underneath the palms to mm-hmm. get the wrist to kind of straighten out because otherwise you're bent back, you're fanned out and you're putting all this pressure right there on the wrist where the, the arm or what we call the forearm meets the palm of your hand. And there's a tunnel in there. So all the nerves go through the tunnel. And I began to recognize while I was sitting here doing the work and writing the books, I go, I'm starting to feel a little twang myself. So I looked into it. That's when I started recognizing ergonomic keyboard, monitor positioning, and even ergonomic chairs so that you're getting good ventilation, so good circulation. But we'll talk about the chairs in just a little bit. But that's what prompted me to write the book because, again, as a naturopath, our whole mission is to see what we can do to prevent disease, to prevent illness. For sure. It's all about the root cause, right? I mean, yeah, you want to prevent the issue, but how many of us, I mean, deal with aches and pains and posture issues and it's definitely getting worse and worse. Yeah. I mean, and that was the other thing. Uh, One of the things that you, we mentioned about posture and chairs is look, 
we are human and we are meant to be moving. Mm. We're not meant to be that stationary. So even in an ergonomic chair, a desk chair, your sitting needs to be dynamic. Yeah, you might have the lumbar support and you might have the head rest in the right position, you know, supporting your your cervical cranial uh, neck area and, and, and all that's position property, but we're not meant to just be sitting. You're meant to be moving. So move around, lean on one elbow for a little while, lean on the next elbow for a little while, stand and sit down, move your legs, bend your knees, you know, do all these things throughout the day. You get in a little habit. I'm not saying don't overdo it, right? Mm -hmm. But have your seat at your sitting be dynamic. And then one of the tips in the book is called the 20-20-20 rule. Ooh, what's that? What that means is that every 20 minutes, you stop looking at your screen and look at something 20 feet away and stare at it for 20 seconds. Mm. And my suggestion is you do this while standing up. So you stand up. So it's basically in every hour, you're devoting about one to one and a half minutes of taking care of your eyes, your neck and shoulders, and your low back. That's great. 20 seconds every 20 minutes. And you'd be surprised at the relief that that brings. So I tell you, roll the shoulders back, stare at that thing 20 feet away because it relaxes the eyes. And believe it or not, it relaxes the neck. I mean, I've told, I've told this to a number of people who actually began to have less migraine headaches. Mm. That's great. And you probably even get more done because you get more uh, efficient and focused with your 20 minutes that, that you do spend working. That's right. It's taking that little break. You know, it's funny because if you look on your computer, there's a little button that says refresh. Mm -hmm. Well, think about it. We're a computer. We just have arms and legs. Right. But our brain is a computer. Yeah. So our refresh is taking a pushback, taking a couple of deep breaths rolling the shoulders then you sit down and you've just refreshed maybe you could add 20 push-ups to that too <laughs> <Get back -making. laughs> 20 push-ups 20 burpees i know <laughs> that's great So that was one of the premises for writing the book was to, again to give people tips and techniques for how to prevent computer related injuries so what that means computer related injuries um, is actually now a diagnosis. It's in the DSM. Wow. There are enough people that are suffering from the carpal tunnel, neck and shoulder pain, um, compressed disc in the lumbar region from all the sitting and the weight. Uh, for those who have circulation problems in the legs, they also will can develop clots. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a whole list of litany of symptoms and diseases that could be avoided through the concept of prevention. Yeah, I love that. And really, like, if just use common sense, look out in nature, you don't see a chair anywhere, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, so you only sit maybe on a big rock, but you don't sit on it for a while because it starts to hurt your butt, or maybe a log or something, right? I mean, for the most part, we're on the, on the ground, we're squatting, we're walking, we're running. There's really nothing like that. So it's kind of common sense. Like, why in the world would we be sitting in this position for a long period of time? It is not natural at all. That's right. That's right. So one thing that I, I really want to impose to consideration for the listeners is if you are the type of person who has a computer and it's on a desk and you're facing a wall, so your desk is right up against the wall and your computer is right up against that wall on your desk, that means when you look up, you're really only looking 18 inches away. Mm, right. Right. If it's at all possible, like I have the way my desk is situated I look out across the room. I'm sitting by a window that has a shade, so if I need to draw it during the day for hot sun, but when it's not drawn, I can look outside. I can give my eyes that break, and I can do it periodically throughout the hour, right? Just look up, because what we don't realize is, we're gonna talk a little bit more about this, but even with the advancements of technology, computer screens still show, you know, beam their light out through pixels. Mm. Those little pixels are what are causing our eyes to be strained, which is why we now have young kids starting to wear glasses that weren't going to have to because of all the time they're spending in front of their devices. Yeah, I was going to ask that to you, like what, what that actually does to our eyes. And is that really damaging them maybe permanently or is it just as you're looking at the screen? If something isn't altered mm -hmm. over time, 
I mean, they did a study at the people who worked, I, I think it was at Google, you know, young kids coming out of college and they went right to work and some of them were working 12, 13, 14, 15 hours a day in front of the computer. Within six to nine months, they all started complaining of eye strain, headaches, mm-hmm. you know, neck and back pain, the wrist strain. I mean, we're, we're just not designed to do that. That right. is not how and that's not how our body functions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and what people don't realize is when your eyes are strained, it doesn't just affect your eyes. You even kind of push your neck forward to be able to see better, right? You squint your eyes, and so it, it even affects your posture, your alignment. So exactly. l- let's talk more about just the computer screens in general. Like what are, how serious, you know, how serious an issue regarding the exposure to computer screens and what are some of those issues that we even talked about? Well, some of them obviously is the smaller the screen, the, the harder the strain. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, do you know why the chart, when you go for your eye exam, the chart is 20 feet away? Why? At that 20 foot mark is when your eyes are the most relaxed. Mm-hmm. As sense. anything moves from 20 feet closer, your eyes have to start tweaking to make the adjustments to focus. Well, guess where our computer screens usually are located? Somewhere between 14 (laughs) away. Yeah. Right? That means our eyes are constantly straining to keep the focus, which is why they get exhausted. Mm. Now, interestingly enough, anything past that 20-foot mark and going long distance, our eyes also have to start to refocus on the distance. So that 20-foot mark has been found to be where we are at the most relaxed. Mm-hmm. And that's why they call it 2020 vision because you can see your best at the 20 foot mark and it's the most relaxed. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So I'm going to bring this up just ever so slightly, but isn't it interesting that this time in our history of what we're going through, we're going through it during 2020. Right. There's a lot so of parallels. Yeah. New vision. Mm. And it's a time to reflect on everything from before and think about where we're going in the future. Mm-hmm, this is a big 100%. turning point. Yep. And it's the same thing with the computer screen. So I always recommend attempting to get the bigger screen possible. You know, and today you can get a really quality screen for a few hundred dollars. You know, mm-hmm. as compared to back then, you know, you might've spent a couple thousand to get a good quality screen. Well, you know, today I'm, I mean, I'm looking at a 24 inch screen that I have placed about 36 inches away and it's mm-hmm. big enough that I don't have to be that close because yeah. that's only part of the issue is the pixel size, the screen size, the number of you know, light beams that are coming out, but also the type of light. Right. So we have Harvard School of Medicine and the World Health Organization and a couple of other colleges around the country are actually looking in on what's happening with the exposure to our, not only our eyes, but our skin, our circadian rhythm. For those that don't know, that's your sleep-wake cycle, right? Because of the kind of light that's coming off your computer screens, your tablets, your smartphones, any of the above can actually have an effect directly on these issues, the skin, the health, uh, the eyes, your appetite, your sleep, mood, so all of these are being looked at, because remember, this is all new. Well, one of the things that they found was what they call blue light. In the light spectrum, like where you see the rainbow colors, blue, green, yellow, red, right? Mm-hmm. That's on one end of the spectrum. On the other end is where you get things like UVA, ultraviolet A, and ultraviolet B, and blue light is right down there. Mm. So it's okay during the day, when you're getting it from the sun, especially, but remember right now it's estimated that the average screen time, this is an average throughout the United States and probably in other countries is about eight hours a day. Oh my gosh. I believe it. You understand what an average means? Yeah. Oh yeah. It gets a lot worse. So there are some people who might only be spending a couple hours in front of it, which then means Other people are spending 12, 13, 14 hours a day in front of it. Right. I mean, we're only awake for like 16 hours if we're getting eight hours of sleep. So it's like half our life on average. Right. So, you know, it's again, 
it's, it's the mixed blessing between having smartphones because you've got, it's a computer. It's a computer and a computer screen, but it's just a smaller screen so that it fits in your pocket. Right. But it emits the same kind of LED light emitting diodes. It's same kind of light wavelength. So you'll also be getting your blue light from that. Now we don't have the long-term effects of this, but I can tell you what they're already finding just from this, the screen time is like I said, the effects on your skin and right. people are complaining about you know, poor sleeping. They're either sleeping less or they're not sleeping as well. It's the quality of sleep that's affected. Mm -hmm. So my first recommendation is if you have any kind of a challenge with sleep, at least an hour before your bedtime, turn off all your screens, you know, be away from them. Focus. Remember books like the one I wrote. Yeah. yeah. A good bedtime read by the way. Yeah. My, uh, I'm doing <laughs> but, it. I'm, I'm working with patients today. So right before we hopped on, I have a young woman in her early twenties who, uh, she goes to bed at four in the morning. So we're working on ways to, you know, help with uh, distractions and especially with her, her uh, phone. And I, I already knew, I didn't have to ask her. I said, hey, if, if you're on your phone, you know, past midnight, you got to just turn it off. So that's my challenge to her is actually turn it off. Uh, like set a reminder at 11 and then another reminder at 1130 so she can start to, you know, kind of wrap things up. And then actually turn it off because she did turn, uh, she did it like a night mode on her phone. So it's, it has, you know, like that amber color, but it hasn't, it still hasn't made a big difference. And, and her brain is literally just awake, even with that, you know, that amber color. So all these little things are, are so important, but our brains are addicted. They are. And, you know, and if you think about it, every time you get a notification, you get a beep, a blurb, a, a chirp or whatever. Yeah. It's like automatic reaction to look over to see what it is. Oh, yeah. It's like gambling. It does the same thing in your brain as gambling because you just never know when it's going to be something good or something bad. It's like just this, uh, oh, what's that feeling? Right. <laughs> you know, am I going to hit you the know, jackpot? Turn it off. Yeah. Either turn it off before you go to bed, turn on airplane mode. You know, ideally you would turn it off and not even have it in the room because mm -hmm. there's always that inclination of like, well, I'm having trouble sleeping. I'll reach over and grab my phone. It's about knowing yourself, well, right? Taking that personal responsibility. Like I know for me, I, I have a strong addictive personality, <laughs> so I have to t keep it out of my room. Like I charge it in the kitchen, but you know, if you can keep it on airplane mode and not look at it more power to you, I just, that's not me. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's, that, you know, that's a really, see, Dr. Lowe, that's the key. You just claimed the plus one in our principles, which is yeah. personal responsibility. You've got to know who you are, your personality traits. Mm -hmm. Don't even bring it in the room. Yep. Sometimes you learn the one hard of the way. Things <laughs> yeah. Um, we began talking about EMFs. Mm -hmm. um, EMFs are what are called electromagnetic fields. Now, believe it or not, we've been around them uh, you know, since the turn of the era. Right, the dawn of time. I wouldn't say that that far back, but ever since electronics, mm -hmm. electromagnetic fields are literally just a. a if you can, you, they make uh, monitors that you can go around the house to determine what's putting out what with these little EMF monitors. Well, you you know your toaster oven puts off an EMF. Mm -hmm. Now, not as much as the old high towers of your computer or even laptops. You know, certain devices. Phones. Mm -hmm. Landline uh, wireless phones are, are really bad. You know, there is cut down where you can. Right. And there are some things that you can do, like there are filters you get in front of your screen. There's EMF filters that you can put on your phone that help. Like we don't have a lot of ton of, of research showing the, uh, the benefits. But look, it's, it's like wearing a seatbelt in the car. You know, it can't hurt. So anything you can do to, to not be around it, again, it's where things are positioned at your desk if you're having your desk at work or your desk at home. You know, position it so that you're not kind of stuck in a little corner with mm -hmm. all those magnetic fields. When you can be not be surrounded by it, don't be. If you can do things to increase flow, airflow, uh, energy flow, anything you can do like that, please do that. You know, things like even little water, I use the um, humidifiers. 
mm-hmm. or I keep a fan on just to, just to keep circulation going because we just don't realize we're just sitting in this little soup bowl all day long. Right. Yeah. And all these little tweaks, you know, they all add up, right? It's cumulative. So you just make all these little tweaks and, and it, overall it ends up being a healthier environment for you. Because if you're working, you know, eight hours of the day, these things really matter. What about yeah. for people who work at a, an office that maybe they can't control some of these different factors like the keyboard or maybe their chair isn't as ergonomic? So actually, let's talk about chairs and then maybe ways to, to address that if you're going to you know, an office building. Well, one of the things I have told people I've worked with, say, look, it's your job. You may be going to somebody else's, you know, they own the building, they own the business, but you're the one on that, that computer all day. You're the one on that keyboard. You know, you go to the store and you get an ergonomic keyboard for $45. Who's the one that's going to benefit? You may have to pay for it out of your pocket, but it's you're the one not going to have the pain and suffering. So it's an investment in your health. Now, the company may or may not ever support that purchase, but as long as your work is getting done and your wrists are not getting all tied up in knots or inflamed, same thing with the chair, right? You buy that, you're the one who's going to sit in that chair six, seven, eight hours a day, buy your own chair, Mm -hmm. bring it to work. And if something happens and you lose your job, you take your chair with you. It's yours. (laughs) That's funny. That's true. Yeah. And you know, most employers I would think would be like, I know at my clinic, if one of my staff said, Hey, I, I really want to, you know, be more efficient here and be comfortable at work. And would you be open to maybe investing in a better chair or, you know, maybe like a stand up desk kind of option? I'd say, absolutely. I just may, it may, may not be something that the employer is thinking about because they're just busy. That's right. You know, but it's worth asking. It's, it's worth asking. And like mm-hmm. I said, if they say, no, it's not in our budget, well, you know what? It's in your back. It's in your best interest. So you buy it. Yeah, I like it. And you can take it with you. (laughs) It's good. Take it with you. It's yours. Same thing with the board. Same thing with whatever. You know, like you're the one who's going to be sitting there. At the end of the day, you know, you're the one who has to take your body home. Yeah. Yeah, That's good. Um, And then do you have a favorite type of chair? Just a good one. Yeah. (laughs) One that has, like I have a fine mesh in the back, so I got plenty Mm -hmm. of back air circulation. It, it can adjust both up and down. It can, the back part can adjust so I can lean back or, or um, put it in a stable position. The neck rest can also pivot so that I can get different types of support. Now, obviously when you're sitting up doing work, you're, you're usually not leaning back with your head against your support, but you want it to be there. Cause again, your seating, your sitting situation needs to be dynamic. So if you're yeah. sitting, I'm going to sit, then I'm going to lean on one side. I'm going to type for a little bit or I'll be on the phone Then I might just sit back to take a break. And if you're doing it with the kind of chair that leans back, you're usually getting some ab work. So Mm -hmm. I can get some ab work during the day. I get some lumbar muscles exercises. I'm stretching. So my chair is flexible. It moves around and this, the the back, the neck and the armrest can all be adjusted. Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, do you like those little bouncy ball chairs? You know, one of the things that I've come to appreciate in uh, 33 years of being in the industry is that everybody's got an opinion. Yeah, I know. That I always say works best is the one that works best for you. Yeah. Right? Some people love the bouncy balls. Uh, I've tried it. It doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I like the way my feet bend underneath the chair. I like to move them around. Yeah. The bouncy ball me do that. So, mm-hmm. hey, my thing is what works for you. And one of the things that I like for people to understand, here's the doctor is teacher, one of our principles. Your body talks. Your body talks to you, right? How does it do that? With what we call symptoms. If you're having a symptom, something's a little out of whack. Mm-hmm. Whether it's digestive, whether it's musculoskeletal, whether it's stiff neck, maybe you're just not moving around enough. I bet I, I almost bet you probably have never heard of edu. Mm, I don't think so. Edu is a gentle form of when you're like your st- your feet are planted, you're standing up, and you're twisting your upper body around, like as if you're going to try to turn around, but you're kind of swinging your body around. And what that's gently, 
with your arms straight out, with your arms bent, with your arms, your hands up by your ears. You're just, you're going back and forth, swinging around. And what this does is it exercises all the lumbar and sacrum, uh, sorry, not the sacrum, but the lumbar and thoracic discs in your spine. Because, you know, our discs are like little sponges and, and it's only by moving them that they stay hydrated, that they mm -hmm. stay pliable. So doing these side bends, even in your chair, I mean, today you can go online and just find, and we, I actually put some in the book talking about seated exercises, seating stretches. So, you know, how do you twist. spell edu? E-D-G-U. Okay. Gotcha. That's cool. Very simple. There's a couple of YouTubes you can look up and it just shows you some simple things. I like to do it in the morning and then sometime in the afternoon if I'm feeling like things are tightening up. I just get up, I do a couple little stretches, I do a little twisting. If, if nobody's around, I turn on some music, do a little dancing. And you know, just, you, you gotta get movement. I, 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 can, I can tell you that that kind of movement, body movement, flexibility is more important than your diet. And I'm a foodie through and through. Yep, but same. You've okay. got your body. I love it. This is all super helpful stuff and definitely relatable to all of us. Well, there's a lot more I could ask you. What, what would you like to uh, finish up with? And then I want people to get, you know, the rest of the tips from your book. So I'm sure there's a lot more that they can get. There is. And, and there's going to be, um, it's going to be coming out. The goal is this week. Woohoo! Yes, you'll be able to go on my website and get it. And there'll be a couple of other locations where get working on getting it into Amazon and a couple of other places. Um, but again, it's, it's called um, Working From Home, Mastering the Art of Sitting at Your Computer, Preventing Computer-Related Injuries. Wonderful. And what's your website for people to purchase it? Doctor, just D-R, DrMitchellKirshner.com. And it's K-E-R-S-H-N-E-R. -E yes. Right on. And I want to invite all the listeners where I'm going to be hosting a free Zoominar. I don't know if you've ever heard that term before. but I like it. I haven't, but I, it makes sense. <laughs> yes. We decided we're going to do a free hour and a half Zoominar called the Triad for Health. And what we're going to cover during that topic, during that night, hour and a half, and it's a free event. So, you know, just come set aside an hour and a half. It's on December 12th at 12 o'clock. So it's 12, 12, 12. Easy. And we'll, I will provide you the Zoom number, which is 571, and I, 796 9167. And we're going to be introducing five different topics. Just real brief. I'll give you like a little overview. Have you ever heard of love languages? Yeah. Do you know how to incorporate them with, your, with kids, with partners, with work associates? I could you, definitely do it better. Exactly. Now, if you incorporate it, let's say you're working with somebody and their love language happens to be words of encouragement. Do you know that people will work harder for those kind of encouragements than they will for a raise? It's amazing. As long as it's consistent and authentic. Mm -hmm. Hey, you did a great job. I mean, you really put it out there. I really appreciate what you did here. Somebody will get sick back and they'll just glow. Yeah. Right. So you find out what that is. Same thing with kids. You find out what a kid's love language is. If it's touched, then a warm hug or a gentle pat on the shoulder or something like that. And they just melt and they'll just, Oh yeah, I'll go clean my room. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be talking about that. We're talking about lifestyle, meaning how are you organized at home? Do you keep things neat? They don't have to be like so spick and span clean, but do you know where your keys are? You know, do you, do you remember where you put things? Uh, is it, it, do you have to walk over stuff to get anywhere in the house? You know, and especially if you're working from home, because we're all spending a little bit more time at home these days, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really important that you stay neat and organized and clean for yourself, for, the, for feng shui and how that affects our psyche, right? Then we're also going to be talking a bit more and going into a bit more depth about blue light and the effects on how it's really affecting your eyes and your sleep-wake cycle. 
Our fourth topic will be money philosophy. I want to leave your listeners today with, in this money philosophy conversation, we're introducing, I'm part of an organization where we do what we call Wealth Wednesday. It's a little bit like an expanded version of Pay It Forward, except on Wealth Wednesday, you do a random act of kindness for a complete stranger that has a monetary value and you do it anonymously if possible. So how that looks, maybe you're at the coffee shop. At the end, when you're paying for yours, you lay down an extra couple dollars or an extra $5 and say, here, give this to the next person that comes up to order coffee. So you just bought their coffee. Or um, I've several times have walked to the grocery store and stuck a $5 bill in a box of diapers. Oh, that's amazing. They, last week, I stuck a few dollars in a bag of more expensive kind of cat food because I'm a bit of a cat lover. <laughs> and, you know, I figured, look, they're spending $18. Could you imagine when they get to open the bag and go, oh, there's extra 3 or $4 just in there. Like, where'd right. that come from? Oh, that's so cool. Little things, right? So it just raises the vibration. Right. A world where things are very precarious right now. So yeah. if we could do these little things on a regular basis, we can up the vibration of the, of the planet and people. That's and then the last topic we're going to be talking about is food, but not from what diet should you be eating? What's the right diet? We're going to be talking about food from a philosophical standpoint. Hmm. Like what's the difference between eating if you're hungry and eating if you have an appetite? Do you eat out of emotions? Do you eat when you're really thirsty? If you just drank, would you still be hungry? So these are some of the things that we're going to be looking at because food can be your best friend. It could also be your worst enemy, which is why we're seeing so much a rise in diabetes and obesity. Mm-hmm. Totally preventable diseases, which is why my other book, which just came out, is called Sugar is Not the Enemy. Sugar does not cause diabetes or obesity. Mm. Interesting. And I'll, I'll give you one little hint as to why that is. Did you ever see the movie Mary Poppins? Yes. You remember one of the first early songs in the movie? Yep, Spoonful of Sugar. Right. If you remember, she was saying a spoonful of sugar, not a pound of sugar. Mm. Right? Today's Mm -hmm. world, the statistic is that we are consuming somewhere around 26 or 27 teaspoons of sugar a day. That's nuts. While we're we're on our devices for eight hours. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Now, at the end of the year... That's somewhere between 75 and 80 pounds of sugar per person per year. And again, we're talking averages because I don't eat that much. Gosh. I mean, somebody else is eating a lot more. I'm in such a bubble. <laughs> it's like, wow. Right? That's so wild. it's about personal responsibility. It's about learning to read food labels. It's about how you take better care of your health. Are you sitting in front of your computer snacking on high sugar foods? Like that's just an equation for disaster. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying don't, right? Be careful what you snack on. So some of what people will be getting if they come to the workshop, what I'm calling a Zoominar, and they register because it's free, but you'll be getting some recipes. I show how to make the five-minute special hummus, a salsa done in just moments. It takes us take minutes to make your own homemade salsa. You know, little snacks like gluten-free, keto-free, or keto-friendly crackers that you just make with seeds. Uh, I mean, these things are easy to do. They don't take much time. I always believe keep it simple, but keep it quick. That sounds really fun. I could see, you know, anyone who's, who's uh, wanting to elevate their health, or especially if you're feeling like you're in a rut, you just need like a nice, you know, gentle kick in the pants of just how to how to take better care of yourself and also just enjoy life a little more. That sounds like a a really great event. Thanks for telling me. Yeah. Thank you for letting me share that with others. And, you know, and kind of as we wind down, I really want to offer people a perspective, right? Because we know we talk about the body, mind, spirit connection. Well, the body, mind connection has to do with how you perceive things. If we come back to personal responsibility, how you perceive them is your choice. Some people are walking around going, this was the worst year of my life. This was the worst year that I can ever remember. Mm-hmm. 
I'm walking around going, you know, I just took a flight to New York. I was on a plane. I've been flying since I'm five years old. I have never been on a plane that clean. I mean, every speck, there was not a speck of crumb anywhere. The air actually smelled clean. I, I'm telling you, I felt safer on that plane than I ever remember. Wow. You, know, you go to other places. People, I go to the gym because our gyms are still open here. I go to the gym. I'm watching people. I've been going to the gym for 30-something years. I've been watching people. They get done working out, and they wipe down their bench. I, I have never seen that before. Mm -hmm. Right? People are taking a little bit more responsibility for their health and right. the well-being of everyone around us. Oh yeah. So for me, 2020 was a time of transformation. Mm -hmm. I, I'm referring to it as the period of global transformation. Mm -hmm. I was feeling myself kind of get into like a doomsday vibe. And I was like, you know what? I'm shifting this perspective. I'm seeing this as an adventure. This is like wild, wild west right now. This is a total adventure. And, yep. you know, just making this decision, like what a unique and, 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 uh, special time to be alive. You know, people are going to look back and, and really just like, wow, that was known as a really amazing year in, in so many different ways. So yeah, and it felt better. As soon as I ch changed this perspective, it's the exact same situation, but me just looking at it differently, it was a whole different experience. Yeah. And that's what we're going to be talking about in the workshop, the Zoominar, right? Triadforhealth.com. And you can either use the letter, the number four, or spell out for F-O-R. So it's triad, T-R-I-A-D, triadforhealth.com. The website will be up either tomorrow or Wednesday, and it'll give you a little bit more information about the topics and you know how you can register. And then the book will be out this week also. Working okay. from, remember, I'm going to close with, it's all about your perspective. And for people who think that they don't, they can't make a difference, you can. You just have to step back for just a moment, take a deep breath and try looking at it from a different perspective. So you're 2020, 2020 in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> on 12-12-12. Exactly, on 12-12-12. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Kirshner, for coming on the show. We really appreciate you taking this time with us and wish you all the best with your book. Thank you so much. And if they want to see anything more about me, it's drmitchellkirshner.com. They'll, I'm actually working towards, we just launched it. We'll be putting up recipes. I'll be putting up health tips. Uh, they'll be able to go there and, like I said, get all these quick, simple, and healthy kind of things that they can do in their life. Love it. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dr. Lowe Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And for more after the show, you can head over to drlowshow.com where you can find the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with all your friends. And please head over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review and leave a comment. I read each and every one and they warm my heart. Thank you so much again for joining us. I promise to keep bringing you fun, inspiring, empowering content. Until next time, lots of love and I'll talk to you soon.